An urban legend is defined as a humorous or horrific story or piece of information circulated as though true, especially one to involve someone vaguely related or known to the teller. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Eyewitness Accounts, where we recount stories of the paranormal based on your eyewitness accounts. This week's episode will include three stories, Hugging Molly, Click Click Slide, and Don't Turn Around. When I was growing up, it was about around the time before cell phones were super popular for younger people. So I was about 15 when I got my first cell phone. So any time before that, your parents told you to be home by a certain hour and you were home by that time. Or it was before dark. And if you ever wanted to throw a fuss and stay out later, they would use the story of hugging Molly to scare you into being home before dark. Now the story goes... Huggy Molly is a seven-foot-tall woman who's about as round as a bale of hay, who if she catches you out past dark, she runs full speed directly at you, hugs you as tight as she can, and screams in your ear like a banshee. Now, I'd never experienced anything like that, nor had any of my friends. So, this one night, I was able to convince my parents to let me stay out past dark. They gave me a curfew of about 10 o'clock in the middle of the summer, so I was grateful for that. And I'm just about to leave my friend's house, and she's about five minutes down the road from me, so... I call my parents, I say, hey, I'm just about to leave, expect me home seven minutes or so. So by the time I get my shoes on and I'm about to leave, my friend makes a joke about hugging Molly. Don't let hugging Molly get you. And we kind of laughed about it because again, like we personally didn't know anyone who had seen her. So we thought, It's just an urban legend. Our parents are just trying to scare us. They just want us to listen. And I leave her house. She closes the door and locks it behind her. And I start walking. Now my house is right after a wooded area. So it's very common when you're walking home at night to hear the wind or hear little creatures like squirrels brushling through the woods. And... We had also just gotten new streetlights. They had just changed the streetlights to like the new LED ones that are super, super bright. So when I'm walking home and I'm hearing, hearing the rustling of the trees, I chalk it up to it being the raccoons or squirrel or whatever. But it's when the streetlights start flickering that I can no longer convince myself that something isn't going to happen because as soon as the lights started flickering the wind picked up and I got chills but the wind was warm so I shouldn't have been cold by any means and the hair on my arms was sticking up so high and my heart drops to my stomach it was almost like all the air had been sucked 
That's when Hugging Molly jumps out of the woods, standing in front of me and wraps her long arms around me and starts screaming in my ear. And I was in so much shock. I just stood there, fight or flight, while I learned exactly what my response was. And it wasn't any, it was freeze. And eventually she disappeared and I just stood there. In the middle of the road, the streetlights had gone back to normal. There was no more wind. The bristling in the woods had stopped. And since there was nothing else in the distance, I ran. I ran as fast as I could home. I opened the door and I slammed it behind me and my parents could tell something was wrong. But I don't think they had to ask. They knew what I had just seen. There was no words even coming out of my mouth. And my dad just looks at me and says, you saw her. I was about seven years old when I learned what an urban legend was, or um, I distinctly remember the first scary story that actually sent chills through my body that I wouldn't even go down to my basement by myself. And that was a problem for my parents because my basement was also where my bedroom was. Now I remember distinctly it was around Halloween and my after school program decided they would get the children who wanted to, of course, up onto the stage. They would close the curtain so it was dark and they would tell scary stories. And this is the first time I ever heard about click, click, slide. And I have never forgotten it to this day. The story goes that there was a mother who had her children in the backseat of her car after spending the day at a shopping mall. And to get home, they had to drive over some train tracks. Now, when they were crossing the train tracks, they got stuck. And the mother could see a train coming in the distance, and of course she starts panicking, but there was nothing she could do to get the car off the tracks, and unfortunately, they were hit. When police came to look at the scene, they found two bodies, the children, and a severed set of legs, but they could not find the top half of the mother's body. And shortly after that, there was a series of children who were murdered in this small town. And so that's kind of when parents started to freak out. And there was a story being told in the schoolyards of a woman by the name of Click Clack. And they said it was a ghost of a woman who had no legs. And she had very long fingernails, which is what she used to drag herself along. And the name Click Clack Claim came from the sound of her nails when she was chasing you. And now the children, of course, warned each other to stay indoors after dark. And the specific time of the urban legend is Click Clack 
come out after 6 p.m. And if she caught you, she would use her nails to tear you in half. It wasn't very long until the story started to get around to all the children and parents, and they would lock their doors and windows after 6 o'clock so that click-clack would not make them their next victim. Now, unfortunately, one day there was a girl who was playing in her backyard, and her mother asked her to go to the store to get three bottles of milk. And so the little girl went on the errand, and she knew she had to be home before 6 p.m. because she knew that's when click-clack came out. And so when she reached the store, she realized they didn't have the milk that she needed. So she had to go to multiple stores to find it. And she was on her way home and she checked her watch and saw that it was 5.52. And she's looking around the neighborhood and she sees parents hurrying, getting their children inside and locking the doors and their windows. And so she starts running. And that's when she heard the noise. Click, click, slide. Click, click, slide. Click, click, slide. But of course, when she turned around, the street was empty. So she just starts running as fast as she could, but the sound was following her. Click, click, slide. Click, click, slide. Click, click, slide. She finally reaches her house and she's pounding on the door, but her mother must have fallen asleep and the door was locked, the curtains were closed, and all of a sudden, the pounding stopped. When the mother woke up, she realized what time it was and her daughter wasn't home, and so she opens the door, she looks down and screams bloody murder. Written on the doorstep in blood were the words, Mom. Why didn't you open the door? When whatever teacher had finished telling the story, I was almost in tears. I was so scared because I wasn't sure if it was actually an urban legend or not. All I know is that when I got home, I made sure all the windows and doors were locked. I double-checked my bedroom before I even got into bed. And every once in a while, until I turned 18, I was sure... I could faintly hear click, click, slide, click, click, slide, click, click, slide. Now, if that was just my mind playing tricks on me, I don't know. But what I do know is it stopped as soon as I turned 18 and was no longer a kid. If you've never shared a room with someone, you might not know the lengths that people will go to to scare the living out of you for fun. Now, my sister and I shared a bedroom for most of our young childhood, so the things that we would get up to just for a laugh were pretty creative. And I was always a heavy sleeper, so anything that she tried to do in the middle of the night never worked this one night just as a preface um she almost started fire in her bed and i had
no idea. Basically, she had one of those bean bags that you heat up, and it had burnt a hole through the bean bag, through her sheet. Apparently, it was a whole ordeal, but I have no idea because I could not be woken up for the life of me. And as a child, I was always terrified of the basement. But it's where my room was, and there was no avoiding it. A lot of our family activities happened in our recreational room downstairs, and I always felt like something was chasing me up the stairs, regardless of day or night. And I know it's a very common thing for children to kind of imagine that, especially when they're turning a light off and they hop up the stairs because they think something's behind them. But for me, it was an everyday, day or night occurrence. And there's no getting away from it. The amount of times that I probably almost broke a foot by almost tripping up the stairs, just trying to get as far from the basement as I possibly could. But when I was with people, I didn't feel as scared. One night, my sister and I are in our beds, and I'm almost asleep. And at the time, we had been attending what we call youth group so basically it was kind of like church for kids um you go you listen to a pastor speak you sing some songs and then you kind of just play games for the rest of the night and so we were pretty we were really into that at the time and so for christmas i got my sister this like wooden bracelet with little Jesus related items on it like crosses a photo a picture of Jesus face and it was kind of like one of those old charm bracelets where you like pull apart and put something in but it was like wooden and I remember I was for some reason very excited to give this to her so I couldn't wait and I gave it to her early and so she was wearing it pretty frequently until she mysteriously lost it and nobody in her house could find it. It was almost like she didn't lose it at home, but she took it off every time she went to shower. So she is to this day almost 100% sure that that's what happened and it just disappeared. So this one night after she lost the bracelet, we're in bed, sound asleep, and I hear her thrashing in her bed. Now, she'd always been the kind of person who would kick and kind of move around a lot, but not to this degree. It was to the point where I thought that she was trying to scare me. So I keep saying, stop, this isn't funny, stop, you're just being annoying, please just stop. And it wasn't working. She wasn't stopping. She wasn't getting out of bed laughing or anything. So I kind of started to convince myself that, okay, maybe she's asleep. Maybe this is actually her just having a weird dream or whatever. 
And so I turned to face the wall with my back towards her with a pillow over my head, but I can still hear the creaking of her bed and the moving so violently and it stops. And so that's when I think, okay, she's gonna sit up and start laughing and I'm just gonna get annoyed and tell her that's not funny, go to sleep. So I turn around and she's just laying there. And she sits up so slowly that I felt like I was gonna throw up when I saw this. I felt so sick to my stomach because that's when I realized I don't think this is a game. I don't think she's trying to be funny because she would have cracked. So she sits up turns her head towards me but I barely see her turn her head because by the time she'd sat up I was not willing to see what she was going to do next so I turned back towards the bed or the wall in my bed that's when I saw her turn her head from the corner of my eye and I'm just facing the wall saying this isn't funny you please stop this isn't funny please stop refused to turn around and then I just hear her lay back down throw herself back down into bed and it took me about an hour before I finally calmed myself down enough to go back to sleep and in the morning my sister had already been up she's in the kitchen when I walk upstairs and I say did you wake up last night? Was that a prank? Were you trying to be funny? And she she had no idea what I was talking about. And so that's when I realized maybe it wasn't a joke. Maybe what I saw was something else. And to this day, she doesn't admit that it was a prank. And it's been almost 10 years So whatever happened to her that night, we don't know. All we know is it hasn't happened since. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eyewitness Accounts. If you have a story you'd like to share with us and hear it on the podcast, email us at podcasteyewitness at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram at Eyewitness Accounts, and don't forget to follow us for any updates on new releases. Narration by Sydney Bonin and scoring by Paul Dawson.